I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another regular episode, episode number 25 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. How are you? <laughs> Stop asking me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no. I'm great, man. I'm absolutely fantastic. I am Today, I'm the tired one, uh, as opposed to you. Are you. How are you doing? Are you tired today? I'm tired, but I believe you if you say you're more tired. Oh, yeah. I'll, gi- I'll, give, you, well, I'll give you the title today. <laughs> You'll give me the title. Yeah, most tired. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> it's the biggest award in the How best thing we've seen community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. What do you do to be this tired? Tell me all about it. Uh, no, I Ooh. don't know. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this energy today. You know, we've had a couple of different vibes over the weeks, right? We had that midnight special once. We it's had a great the, one. It was a good one, yeah. We uh, we had some where we where we sort of faked some energy. Um, <laughs> right now, Which I one? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke and say all of them, but that's not really the case. We just did it a couple of times, you know. Yeah. And as soon as we fake it, then we really feel it. No, I mean, yeah, it helps. Got to be professionals about it. For fake sure. it till you make it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't know what's going on today. It's just um, for some reason. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> I need you to 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 lift up my my spirits a little bit. I don't know why. I, I really don't have a reason. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there for you. I'll shit all over your pick. That's gonna make me feel a bit better. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just so, because you said that, I'm gonna pick a different pick just because I know you like this film. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I love I the influence that I have over yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so um. I feel like we should talk a little bit more about Hamilton. What have you been doing the last two weeks? Have you been listening to it more? Of course. How could I stop, dude? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we took a little trip a couple of days ago. Yeah. And I think we already talked about it a little bit, but... Did we? Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, but we started <laughs> listening Hamilton to Hamilton in the car. Made to part two. Pretty much. On our car right there. And dude, it we was amazing. It to, yeah. We like, listen to have to the intermission, yeah, yeah. But yeah, still a great, still a great soundtrack. And I've been listening to a couple of songs that you then kind of proposed we listen to from Hamilton, right? Which I kind of uh, already forgot about. And yeah, have you watched the uh, the documentary? The document uh, on on Disney Plus? No, I haven't. No, no, not the one. On the, I, I see. I think there's two different ones now. I think I think they released a documentary that wasn't out before on disney plus alongside the musical all right but there's been one that's been out for like a couple of years now and it's now f- up on youtube and like not like officially it's not like uploaded on the hamilton channel or anything right. but uh, someone uploaded it and it's like it's called Ham- hamilton's america and it's, right. it talks about sort of the how the whole thing uh, uh, was made really and it followed uh, Miranda, like around when he wrote it, it's really interesting. It's like a couple of short videos. Is like a, a real, like one hour, one like ninety minutes yeah. documentary about the whole thing. 
Yeah, it's it's ninety minutes. It, it's like a TV special. It's like cool. a PBS show or something like that. It's not like an official documentary, but it's like one episode of a documentary series was focused on that, I believe. All right. Did you find out any cool behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, I actually um, I bought the book this week <laughs> as well. I, I, the I, one uh, Lin Manuel Miranda read. Wrote. What do you mean? Read. What? No, no, not no, the one he read. The, like. All right, all no, right. no, not the biography that he based right. it on. No, no, he, um, alongside one of his friends, he wrote a book also about the, um, how the whole thing also, how it was made. It's called Hamilton's Revolution. And I, I, I got that in the mail yesterday and I've been flicking through it. It's really interesting. I mean, it's, uh, I've only like, uh, read, I've only read the first couple of pages, but it sort of has, an, it gives you an insight as to how he wrote every song. That, that's something that the documentary doesn't really focus on, but in the book he likes um, he um, analyzes certain phrases and talks about why he used that sentence there and how proud he's of that sentence and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's really interesting and it's a very yeah, very cool is. book. It's kind of cool to get an insight of how people come up with stuff because yeah. it seems like so impossible to it, kind of create a whole song, a whole musical about such a. It really does. Know, boring thing yeah. <laughs> it no, usually it would be a boring thing yeah it's but, mind-blowing yeah. how he how he did it i mean for example there's the song um my shot which is like one of the early songs that took him like over a year to write just that one song oh well, how come it's, it's just because he wanted to i don't know he wanted it to be in a specific way and he wanted to show that hamilton is the one who's sort of able to or who is always the smartest guy in the room, and he wanted to. I don't know. It took him just a long, uh, long, long time to perfect every single verse. And it obviously you listen to it, and you feel like, yeah, that's like that's a good song. And <laughs> but it, the, the amount of work it takes to actually like write it is incredible. Yeah, I guess you got to be a, per- a perfectionist to yeah get this kind of level of fame in the musical community. Yeah, I mean, he he has done it, and he yeah. deservedly so. In my opinion, because <laughs> I, I like watched, I, I keep watching it too. Like I've rewatched it a couple of times now as well. The whole the musical, a couple of times. Wow, I, I mean, love it's it. Like nearly three hours long. Well, I, <laughs> I've, I've watched the whole thing twice, and now I'm sort of in the middle of the third viewing. Well, it, I I see why, dude. It, it's a fucking classic already. Yeah, it's just it's more like <laughs> something to listen to than to actually watch. Even obviously, you do I do watch it, but it's just easier to consume for me for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> um, let's talk about the best thing that we've seen all week. Uh, obviously, we're doing another regular episode because last week was the special. Talked about uh, Scarlett Johansson films, which was a good special, I, th- I thought. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. Some great movies in there that I don't think a lot of people have heard of. Some of them. Some of them, obviously, they have. Yeah, like Match Points. Sure. I don't know many people actually know that film, yeah. I think. Ghost World, yeah. A couple of things. Um, and yeah, today we're just going to talk about the best thing we've seen all week, the best newly released thing. Uh, do you want to give him the quick the quick uh, summary of what the show is about? Sure. So on our normal episodes, we talk about the best thing that we've seen all week, like a film, TV show, YouTube video, whatever. Uh, usually that's something that's been released in the last couple of months. And yeah, we like to... usually because you're going to break the rule. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, we talk about the best thing that we've seen all week. All right, and we don't know what the other one will choose. Yeah. And um, but, it's my yeah. 
Yeah, and you said you, that there are a couple of things that you want to watch for this week's episode. Yeah, I got around to watching one of them. <laughs> Out of how many <laughs> things? No, it's, it's it's genuinely like um, a couple of weeks ago, I made a list of things that came out in the last six months or something like that, that I could watch in case I'm missing something to talk about. That's smart. <laughs> and I got I to... Do that too. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I watched one of those things, uh, something that actually came out very recently, but I didn't watch it um, until this week because obviously I was focused on the last special episode we had. Right, yeah. But my pick this week is going to be something that I know you haven't seen because you don't have that streaming platform. Apple? Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus. <laughs> and it's Greyhound. Ah, dude, I thought you were going to pick that one. Because yeah. I looked up things that came out recently and I saw Greyhound, that it's on Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be just a matter of time until you watch it. Yeah, um, because, I mean, it's it's a Tom Hanks film. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be a reason enough to watch it, no? And I've actually heard him or read uh, read him. <laughs> Can you read someone <laughs> talking about something? I heard him talk about it. All right. Um, obviously, this, this was not supposed to be an Apple Plus um, release. This was... Uh, supposed to come out in theaters and it is a film that um i'm somewhat sad that y- y- i wasn't able to watch in theaters because especially for the sound this is a um is that all the pilot again no it's it's about a uh, a captain on a, a captain. on a on a ship uh, i don't i don't know what it, uh, it's like a, all right i'll give you the quick summary basically it's it's a, a world war Two movie and it's about Tom Hanks. He plays the captain of a convoy who um, is traveling uh, across the ocean towards Britain. And um, there's like a period of, there's like 37 uh, ships of full of cargo and, and obviously a lot of soldiers that were, that Tom Hanks leads. Then, and he wants to bring them over to Britain. Um, and... <laughs> The, the basically it's that the, what the fun, I was gonna say the fun thing basically what happens is that they have like an air uh, uh, escort they have like some uh, uh, planes that cover them for the right. first couple of uh, kilometers I'm gonna say when they leave <laughs> the shore in America but then um, for a period of like three days they lose that air escort because they just can't travel that far. And then in that period of time, before they meet the air escort that is going to greet them over on the other side of the shore. <laughs> Can you follow that? I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm still following you. Yeah. yeah, there's a period of time where they don't have that. And in that time is where the movie happens and they meet... Or the they Nazis. Meet, yes, <laughs> in their uh, U-boats. Right. So it's Captain Phillips meets, uh, meets Saving Private Ryan. Yes, meets Dustbolt. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that, right. yeah. Um, and it's like it's a 90 minute film which uh, it sounds like a normal movie but that does not happen for those kind of movies and that is something that I actually quite liked about it because this is a contained thriller this movie it it basically is 90 minutes of Tom Hanks sort of screaming instructions at his crew and telling (laughs) them what to do and just it's got like this is the lamest comparison ever, and I'm not taking any credit for that, but it's got that Jaws vibe too because you have that danger across uh, around you and you don't know where it is, when it's going to attack. And you have, they obviously use like those sonar things to ping 
something in in the vicinity and then um it's 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 it sounds it, 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 i'm i'm kind of amazed that that movie exists because it just doesn't feel like something that Tom Hanks would be doing now, even though he is famous for, like, as you said, Saving Private Ryan and those sort of American stories <laughs> that always has Tom Hanks at its core. Um, what do you mean he wouldn't do that now? I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it, I'm just kind of surprised that this movie exists. Uh, this this feels like, or I w- maybe this, if that came out like 20 years ago, it would be something that is now revered as one of the, one of the great Tom Hanks films, but... I can't quite tell you why I'm su- I'm I, I'm surprised that this movie exists because also it is such it feels like such a tiny film even though <laughs> it is it isn't I mean the way they shot it, it it this looks like it could be a student film just into, like for example where people talk about no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 it does, no 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 it looks and sounds great I'm just saying usually the movies that are centered around sort of one location with very very little set or with the just little location changes yeah it basically is one location yeah um usually that is something that a film student shoots just because he doesn't have the budget to make more does that make sense yeah, that's sure. the whole reason why i'm comparing it not because it looks anything like a student film or anything like that it looks great i'm just it, it for, for whatever reason it just uh kind of tickles me that that movie exists i don't don't know why it's a great word yeah (laughs) but it's really good man i mean uh, they managed to uh have you on the edge of your seat basically the whole time how does it come across more like an more of an action american patriotism film or more like a serious (laughs) you know take on world war ii or something like that you know me that if it comes to like patriotism um is that a word is that yeah patriotism patriotism it sounds wrong to me. No, no, should be fine. Uh, you know that I'm sort of num numbered number, <laughs> number. <laughs> more more numb to that. <laughs> There's a great, uh, great um, George W. Bush joke where I love impersonators. I watch them all, and one of them sort of impersonates George W. Bush, and he's like, um, "I don't know, that's dumb." I know there's a, I know there's a B there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what what was I gonna say? Uh, oh yeah, I I don't care about that patriotism. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, before we started recording, you were humming like the the <laughs> White House theme, and <laughs> when the president comes out. <laughs> well, I don't know why I had that. You're indoctrinated, head, yeah. dude. No, I, I I now I can tell you why I know why that's the case. I was watching some Daily Show YouTube video a couple of hours ago. <laughs> All right, and I think that was in the background, and I was sort of humming it. Not really. It's a good song. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's a classic. This really is more like um, it is a. What was the question? If it's more like a war film, or if it's more like uh, on? It's more like like a patriot. Well, like it's more of an action film, or is it more like more down to earth uh, war movie? I think it's very very grounded and down to earth. It's not like a lot of action. You obviously have some ship to ship combat, but. it's nothing spectacular in that sense. You don't have anything, any close-ups of any explosions if, if that happens. Um, but well, let me put it like this. Yeah. It's more like Saving Private Ryan or like Dunkirk. Well, Dunkirk is because Dunkirk is just so minimalistic in what it does, I guess. It's like a, over a short period of time and it's just... Yeah. It's not a lot of dialogue, I guess. And it's quite serious yes. at no. times. And 
Yeah. Greyhound is very, very dialogue heavy, simply because, as I said, basically what's been yelled around the whole time is instructions like full left rudder, 180, full right rudder. And blah, Starboard. Blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> actually, I know yeah. boat, boat yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that sense, it's not like Dunkirk, because I think Dunkirk sort of excels at the action. Is not really, but obviously everything that happens there is sort of spectacular and sort of immersive and uh, gets you in, interested and involved because of the visuals. I think in, in Greyhound, it's more about the the fear of things that could happen, like in Jaws. Um but it's so, also from the like the perspective from like the Germans. Do you ever see the Germans not at on all. the U boats? Well you do see them, but it's it's all told from the perspective of the Americans. All right. It's it's interesting because they do communicate with each other. The Germans sort of um uh use their re- frequency to communicate with them and sort of uh in, in that typical over the top English German accent they um try to um which I'm sure they did in, in real life. Uh, they tried to sort of scare the Americans and tell them that no matter what they do, they can always see them because they obviously have that U-boat and they can strike at night and they're all going to die. So we're taunting them. Yeah, they were. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it just Tom Hanks movies, for whatever reason, they always work. I mean, I thought about this too. I don't think that Tom Hanks, when I think of Tom Hanks, I don't think of him as one of the best actors. I just don't. And that's nothing against him. But he's got something that just always works. He's one of the most likable actors he, he is. out he is. there. Yeah. But there, there there really hasn't been a Tom Hanks performance that really stands out to me. Is that a controversial statement? Can you could you name one? Forrest Ooh, Gump maybe. I mean, yeah, like Forrest Gump's the first one that comes to mind or others. <laughs> One that really stands out. That's a tough question because Tom Hanks is kind of Tom Hanks. He's always got a, a high level of quality, but I can't think of like a like a Meryl Streep type of performance right now. Yeah, he didn't play the Iron Lady, for example. Yeah, or no, but Kramer, Kramer so, versus Kramer. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. Um, but once again, I think Tom Hanks is great. I really do. I like him a lot. I just. I think Forrest Gump is is, uh, is would be a good example. He is a completely different character, or he really excels in that performance. Or I, I can also like maybe Road to Perdition. Have you seen that one? Yeah, but it's been a long time. Yeah, is he that great in that? Film? He's really good in that. Yeah. yeah, and once again, I think he's good in everything. But there's just not that he he rarely really floors me. Um, I, this, well, I guess again, he does often have more lighthearted kind of roles and those kind of floor you less than like in a really like high drama kind of setting. Yeah. Because like in Catch Me If You Can or Forrest Gump, it's such a lighthearted, sweet character mm-hmm. that it's, I don't know, it's it's diff- uh, it's kind of hard to compare to a couple other roles like, yeah, Iron Lady or something like that. Sure. But yeah, in in, in this movie, in, in Greyhound, um, it is oh, n- now. Hold on, I can think of one uh, thing that I actually wrote down because I wanted to talk about this, and you mentioned it as well. Obviously, you got those Captain Phillips um, similarities with yeah. Greyhound. That movie, Captain Phillips, I think that is his best performance because that is genuinely the closest I've ever been to crying at a movie. <laughs> was the <laughs> really? ending of Captain Phillips? Yeah. Do you remember that scene at the end where he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's like the last scene I think I remember. It's the one where he um 
um, where a doctor is sort of checking up on him. I think I remembered the scene like a couple of minutes before that. Dude, that doctor scene, that which is apparently a real doctor, um, and he's he's all, uh, he, he's in that very shocked and traumatized state. That that whole scene to me is one of the best acting scenes that I've ever seen, and that really. Like I, I, I don't cry at movies and not because I don't want to or because I would be embarrassed by it. It just really rarely happens. That was the closest I've ever I've ever gotten. Look oh. up that scene if you if you haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, I think I gotta rewatch it anyway. It's yeah. been such a long time. So um once again, I think Tom Hanks is a is a great actor. <laughs> just, just in, in Greyhound, he doesn't deliver a fantastic performance in my opinion. It's just it's very, very dialogue heavy, as I said multiple times now, um, and that's sort of always something that interests me. And and like I've mentioned him a couple of times, Aaron Sorkin, his movies are always like dialogue heavy, and and it's dialogue heavy and it's contained. And I love these contained thrillers. So this movie really it, it did work for me, even though it wasn't anything groundbreaking or anything like that. It's just a nice small little glimpse of a story that uh, is not in- entirely based on a true story, but happened of course uh, back then uh, many times in similar fashion i'm sure and this is by an established director or somebody new it's directed by aaron schneider oh and it's written by tom hanks oh yeah it's the third movie that he wrote um what are the other ones he wrote uh, that thing you do which is the thing that that one he also directed i believe um it's that the music film no idea no idea um, Maybe see if you he, see the poster. Yeah, he directed that one, and then he wrote um, Larry Crown, the Julia Roberts film. All right, yeah. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was surprised when I when I found out that he wrote um, Greyhound. It's it, it's it's based on a book called the The Good Shepherd, which um, apparently has nothing to do with the Matt Damon film that we, that we talked about. Um, the because, Robert De Niro film. Yeah, but starring Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it. it Greyhound is not, it's written by Tom Hanks, it's not directed by him, it's directed by Aaron Schneider, who I have not heard of before. I think he's directed like three or four movies, um, and I had, haven't seen one of his films. Right. So I would, I, um, I would, I don't think it's <laughs> by an acclaimed director. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will be. Maybe he will be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So right, cool. th- then that's on, yeah, it's on Apple Apple Plus, if you have it. It came with my, I, I, I got a year-long subscription when I got my new um, iPhone 8 uh, a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm sort of, I got Defending Jacob out of it, and now uh, Greyhound. <laughs> did you watch it on your iPhone? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because I can't watch it any, anywhere else. I don't have like an Apple TV. I literally couldn't watch it anywhere else if I wanted to. You got to buy that Amazon Fire TV stick. Yeah. Maybe I could have watched it in like the web if I had logged into iTunes or something like that. But um, I did watch it in uh, on my little iPhone. <laughs> it's not the best way to watch that movie, but uh, yeah, but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. And it's it stars. Oh, last last two sentences. Yeah, sure, sure. It stars um, also Stephen Graham, who's the guy who got into it with um, Al Pacino in The Irishman, the guy who showed up late, if you remember. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a great little character uh, character actor, um, and also <laughs> you didn't have to call him little. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I wasn't talking about his size. Uh, he's a great character actor. 
And it also stars Elizabeth Shue in the most thankless role I have ever seen. What do you mean thankless? Uncredited or... Um, I'm hoping that's a word. Isn't thankless a word? Sure. Um, it, Elizabeth Shue, she's also in, for example, in Leaving Las Vegas with the great Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and that's where I sort of first uh, saw Elizabeth Shue. Very, very good actress. But in this movie, <laughs> in Greyhound, she lit literally shows up in the i think the first scene and she plays uh, the, the love interest and they talk about like yeah let's let's drive off let's get married follow me come on let's get married tom hanks says with, and she's like what, with tom hanks with tom hanks yeah all right they're about the same age yeah sure but at that age like let's run away and get married yeah it's not like the, it's not like let's run away but he's like proposing like join me on the trip um and before he knows that he has to <laughs> captain this convoy <laughs> But she's like, yeah, let's go away, let's get married. And she's like, no, not now. We'll do it once everything is settled down. And he has like this beautiful phrase where he's like, yeah, I'll be looking for you everywhere I am. I'll, I'll even if it's twenty thousand miles away, I'll be hoping that um, it's you who's going to come around the corner because um, that's just the best feeling in the world to see you come around the corner or whatever. Right. What a romantic, very beautiful, <laughs> honestly, yeah, very yeah, well sure. written. And the whole film. <laughs> He has like one scene where he looks out the window and he sees her like in a like you know in a flash of her of, of his of his of his brain or whatever. He just pictures her and like, ah, there she is, yeah. That's all you see of her. <laughs> That's the whole fucking role. <laughs> and she's like an actress. I mean, she's not that well known now, maybe, but she can do more than that. <laughs> she, she would have deserved more than that. Uh, probably filmed more scenes, but maybe ended up on the cutting floor. Is that what you say? Editing, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. maybe maybe but yeah I just wanted to mention that because I also wrote that yeah. down <laughs> For, right, yeah. what's the best thing you've seen dude so I've t I told you this before we started recording the like two things that I've seen one that came out like two months ago and one that came out eight months ago which is a bit longer than the films that we usually talk about it's such a good film and I just want to talk about it and it's Portrait of a Lady on Fire Oh, sorry, is this your pick now, or this is not? Yeah, that's gonna be my picture. Uh, controversial. I know why. Because was a film, or no, no, because no. Of when it came out? <laughs> Just because of the, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, the thing is, uh, I think you saw it in the Vienna Film Festival, like I did. ten months ago or something. In like October, that. yeah. Yeah, and this film came out like for a limited kind of release, and I think in the big cinemas uh, in December. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't get to see it at that time, and now it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I saw that. Like, uh, yeah, came out quite recently, I think. And dude, what a fucking film! It's amazing. It's such a beautiful story, and just there's so many. F what I really love about this film because it's quite simple. It's about a woman from Paris, a painter who is. <laughs> We're going to talk about a painting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we did it finally. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Call back to episode two, <laughs> Well, to a lot of episodes. <laughs> we didn't. You didn't even realize it. <laughs> it's a beautiful painting. Yeah. But uh, she gets invited to kind of come out to like an island or kind of this secluded spot where a, a woman lives and her mother and the mother wants the painter to paint her daughter. So she they can send the painting to a man who wants to marry her daughter, daughter so I guess he can see how beautiful she is and well it has to be said that the film takes place in like the 18th century or something <laughs> yeah it's not today <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, we could send a selfie, but yeah, it's your portrait. <laughs> but yeah, and it's about those two women kind of getting to know each other because the woman is quite reluctant to be painted because she doesn't want to get married. Mm-hmm. And it's just them getting to know each other and opening up and kind of forming a relationship. And it's just such a beautiful film. And there's so many little details that they kind of hint at at the beginning, which many films do. They kind of say something and then makes an appearance later on in the film. Mm-hmm. And this film does it so sub- subtly, subtly. No, like so. There's a B in there. <laughs> <laughs> subtly. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's very subtle. Yeah. Subtle. Uh, subtly. Sub- subtly. Uh, yeah, it's quite subtle. Whatever. It's quite subtle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Jesus. And it's just so beautiful, just in the beginning, because it starts off with her being painted by some of her students, and if kind of after all the kind of things have taken place and somebody asks her about a painting about a painting a portrait of a lady on fire Mm -hmm. and then she kind of remembers the whole story and you see it through her kind of flashback i guess and just while she's being painted she just look at uh like uh, look at this and be careful when you paint that look at how i hold my hands like how people hold their hands Uh, it becomes kind of a important kind of part of the film just when you you can notice how people hold their hands such a sweet little detail when you kind of start noticing that and music because they talk about music and which i kind of didn't even realize while while i was watching the film the film has no score it's completely silent is that real really apparently yeah i think i read that today yesterday they pretty much no music except when they sing music in the film or like play music which is amazing yeah, and there are a couple of scenes when they then do play music because the woman who is being painted, like, says she lived in a monastery as a kind of a nun or something like that. And she likes going to church, not necessarily because she wants to go to church, but because she wants to hear the music. And I guess back then, you the only way you could listen to music is either by playing it yourself or going to a orchestra or going to church. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful scene towards the end of music and how big a part it is in their lives and so many little things that make the film so beautiful yeah i mean this is a great pick this is one of your best picks if i do say so myself (laughs) thank you uh (laughs) yeah and as we said sorry it's a french film just so you know (laughs) as we said (laughs) did we i don't know i don't know i'm making fun of you i don't think you you said (laughs) anyway this was like um uh and I feel like we talk a lot about the Academy Awards and it's not like that important to us. It really isn't. But I remember this was sort of a huge snub that yeah. the whole film community that I sort of, I, I'm, I'm not involved in, but I sort of dabble <laughs> in, was a very um, disappointed by. Because I think the, the, it wasn't even, not, uh, they didn't even, um, France didn't even... Um, uh, Get nominated? No, what's the word? Uh, they didn't... Um, Oh God! Um, submit that movie yeah. as their pick because I think they, they submitted uh, Les Misérables. Oh, okay, a new movie, yeah. a new in, uh, version of that, um, and it was just uh, yeah, no one understood why they didn't pick this one because this is really a fantastic film. It is, and yeah. it stars it stars um, I think her name is Adele, Adele. Hainels. Who, I don't know. Who was in Deerskin, for example, if you remember. Yeah, I know. I I remember you telling me that when we watched Deerskin. And then I started watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And the characters are so different. And she's pretty much unrecognizable, I think. Yeah, I think she was actually at the the film festival. 
because if this was the opening oh, cool. night film um and there's always the, the very opening night movie is just for um uh, guests who get an invite and then right after it is for it's for the public for the general public and um, she was only there for the first screening and, and then, for the closed one yeah and then uh, i remember someone came up on stage when when we saw it and they were like yeah she she's sorry but she's just too tired and she left after the first screening because right. there was like a maybe she would have stayed for the second one uh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't that disappointed because I didn't know who she was. Like, okay, yeah. After the film, you started crying. No, got that wish. I I was more of a fan of the other one. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't painter. know her name. Yeah, I forgot as well. Naomi something, I think. Yeah, like, that sounds right. And it's directed by um, Celine Sciamma. That's actually yep. a name that I remembered. I didn't have to look that up because um, also that was someone who um, a lot of people were angry about not having not getting a nomination in any Academy Award, like director or... Yeah, and I just looked her up because I didn't think I saw any of her films, but she wrote the screenplay for... uh, What's it called in in English? My Life as a Zucchini. Ah, yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Also, very cool French film. Very beautiful animated film. Yeah, I remember the uh, the poster. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. And, um, yeah, I mean... It's just that 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 scene by the fire, where they sing, yeah, dude, dude, yeah. What a song! I mean, it's so beautiful. Feel inside of you for some reason. It's yeah, so bombastic. Yeah, and I remember also that there's that one scene where she has like visions of her in that in her wedding dress. Yeah, one of the more scary moments that I've remember in the last year in movies. I remember I watched this with a with a friend of mine, um, and we were both like, "What in the world is going on now?" Because this is not a scary movie, but there's like a few, like one or two scenes that were like, "Really, just, okay, what are we doing now?" Like, it's very very spooky now. Um, but we were just absolutely floored towards the end um, because, I mean, the ending is also really like great. The last scene, which yeah. is like I think like a two three minute take, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. It, 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 it also leaves feel. open leaves room for interpretation. Yeah. Do you think that this ever? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to talk about. I kind of want to talk about it because this is something that we've both that we we've both seen. And All I right. I want to talk put about it. like a little spoiler warning for like the next two to five minutes, I guess. Yeah, I'll put it in the time codes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm even even if you haven't seen it, I'm going to try and stay vague. I really am. I just want to ask you one thing. Do you think, um, that she didn't look at her at the end because she didn't know she was there? Or do you think she didn't look at her because she didn't want to? I I think she didn't see her. As right. in, I don't know, like her life moved on. She, she was so fascinated just with the music at that time. Yeah. And I guess, well, the painter, well, she got nobody apparently right now. And she's still very much hung up on her. And the other one's got a whole new life. Although apparently she, uh, she is still thinking of the the painter, as we see in the painting with the with book, the number, which yeah. is open on twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, which was a bit cheesy. I mean, I remember. I, that I love that scene. I thought it really? was great. It's I thought like a friend hidden kind of meaning, as in, <laughs> yeah, there's still a place for you, my heart. <laughs> I remember the friend that I saw it with. Uh, you know her, Rezi. I saw it with yeah. her. I remember she was rolling rolling her eyes at that screen at that <laughs> scene, Aww. just because like she liked the movie a lot, but that's like. 
he didn't lead like that was a bit too much. Well, I kind of I, I get both sides. I didn't really mind it. But what do you think? Did she ignore her or? I think she her? did. I think she she um tried so hard not to look at her because she didn't want to see her. Because and that's why was, she's crying. That is also one of the reasons why. Okay. Yeah, I think it's sort of her thinking like if I look back now, if I see her again. I'm going to be back at the place where I was and the place that I'm trying to forget. And um, right. Well, it's a kind of a cool interpretation, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to see it again. I mean, uh, because obviously this is something that I thought about, that I thought about after I saw it. Because while, while you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, yeah, you know what I mean? You're just in, in yeah. that moment for, this, for, 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 for its duration. But I mean, I think yeah. it's kind of a cool interpretation, but uh, I guess in the film, you never actually see her glance that way because she sees her like the minute she walks in like the second she walks in and she never kind of glances over right but yeah maybe maybe yeah. but i think it's just a beautiful call back to the scene before when when they talked about music and about orchestra or something like describe what it feels like to be in an orchestra yeah. like listen to it and just her being so overwhelmed by how beautiful it is yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a gorgeous film in yeah. many many ways and i think like because obviously for example call me by your name was a movie right. that I think that sort of managed to break out of the role of like a movie that only cinephiles enjoyed. And it seemed like everyone enjoyed that movie. Because usually as well, these Academy Award nominated films, m many people don't watch them. But just, I can only go uh, from my group of friends and, and, and family, right. everyone yeah. saw that movie and loved that movie. And I think um, Portrait of a Lady, on, of, a, of a Lady, is it Young Lady? No, Portrait of a Lady no, on Fire. The original title is a right. Young Lady. Right, right, right. Yeah, but the, the English title is Portrait English of a is Lady. Of a lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like this would be exactly the same if more people would watch it. I think like there's a bigger barrier or just a bigger hesitation of people seeing this film just because it's a foreign language film. Yeah. Well, there's Italian in Call Me By Your Name. Sure, but it's like mainly <laughs> English. <laughs> I think I just said if and would in the same sentence. The English teacher, my English teachers are like, you know. <laughs> right, you hit you. Yeah, they are. I want to apologize. But, but yeah, it's... If I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Worst sentence ever. Uh, I do agree. I think it would be accessible to like a mainstream audience because it's just such a beautiful film. But... Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of compare because it. yeah, because but Lady of Portrait on Fire is also like in a different setting, like more of a period film, which is also like less people, I guess, are interested in than sure. like the setting of Call Me by Your Name. Absolutely, and I think I guess I think people would love it, but I get I kind of see why I guess fewer people have seen it, and it played in very few cinemas. I think when it came out, and yeah, but now I mean, quite a short time. Yeah, if you if you're listening to this, it's now obviously as you said on Amazon. Yeah, um, for free. For free, if you have a subscri subscription for that. Yeah. Um, please watch it. Yeah, definitely check it if out. If you enjoyed Call Me By Your Name, I feel like that, that could be a good way of um, pursuing people to watch this. If you enjoyed that movie, in my opinion, you would have a great time with this movie too. Or just if you like good films. <laughs> also that. <laughs> <laughs> and good paintings. There are a couple of very good, good paintings. Good paintings. Oh, I love it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we finally did it. <laughs> so what was the what was the other thing you saw or are you uh, gonna... i i watched it like 
an hour ago or two. It's uh, <laughs> I'm No Longer Here, which is a Mexican film. Yeah. I don't know what the original title is or so read, far, or I don't want to pronounce it. I don't know this. All right. It's a Netflix film. Oh, well, it came out in like film festivals. Yeah, like also like around October or something like that. But it came out on Netflix in May. So it didn't have any other releases, as far as I know. What, what what was the name again? Sorry, I am no longer here. I'm no. I'm just googling it just so, so I can see the poster. And it's about a, a a kid, I guess, a teenager from like a northern Mexican city who's kind of involved a bit with gangs, and it's just about. It's kind of takes place in. They show two kind of timelines, I guess. They show him when he's still in Mexico and when he's in New York. And then why he had to go to New York because the opening scene is him having to go to the car and having to leave his family. And why he had to do that. And he's kind of in this music group, this counterculture. And it's just about his life and how he. Kind of had his life in Mexico with his friends and like this kind of gang, and right. then having to go to New York without speaking any English and trying to get by. Okay. And you don't sound excited about it. It's it's a cool film, but it. I re- I read this uh, the sentence about another film, another review, but I think it's kind of fitting to this uh, film as well. It's it's good, but it feels kind of pointless. Okay. Because like well. towards the end of the film, I'm like, I don't feel like th- like the journey has come full circle, or I see how it kind of end up here. It's it moves quite fast. You kind of see how he end up in New York and what he does there, and then in like last ten minutes, it kind of takes a kind of big kind of turn, and then you kind of see uh, where he ended up, and that's pretty much it. Right. And yeah, I think there should have been a couple of extra scenes, maybe a bit more to kind of explain what happens towards the end. It, it sounds a bit like, um, what was the movie that we both saw at the film festival? Um, Emma, Emma? Yeah. Is the, that similar to that? Just because you said like there's people like dan- well, street well, like, gangs dancing? And, and well, stuff. Emma's more like artists. They're not like in a gang or anything like that. Right, but you said they're they're dancing, no? I mean, yeah, right, right. It's like they're part of this Colombia uh, something uh, dance groups, like a certain part uh, kind of music that kind of nobody seems to know outside of like that city in northern Cambia. Mexico. Cambia. Yeah, it's Colombian and Cambian music. Interesting. I just read it now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's about him and his friends who kind of keep uh, always listen to this music, kind of sing, and he has this very special dance that he does to that music, and he keeps listening to you, and he's very particular about his music, and kind of makes enemies because of that, I guess, as well, right? Because he hates every other kind of music, and yeah, is it, it it's kind of anyone you know? No, no, uh, especially I think most actors I read that star in this film are not actually actors, okay. kind of like in Cita de Deus in City of God. God, yeah. Were you impressed by my Portuguese skills? It's one word I would wouldn't use now. <laughs> <laughs> it just tickled it tickled me again because Vicky <laughs> Cristina Barcelona. Yeah, dude, I love that word. Yeah, apparently you do. Every every why didn't <laughs> why didn't you say uh, le portrait de la jeune femme? <laughs> that didn't take a, I didn't, uh, French. <laughs> you didn't take Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about? I took Italian, which is kind of similar to Spanish, and Spanish is kind of similar to Portuguese, you know. 
kind of similar. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fucking pretentious thing I've heard you ever seen. <laughs> I didn't even plan on saying Siddhartha Rudeus, it just came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's a kind of it's a cool film, uh, but I guess it's not as accessible as Portrait of a Lady on Fire or what did you call it? What do you mean accessible? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's on Netflix. It's no? an easier watch, right, right? Right. Okay, you meant you, okay, easier consumable, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's a better word. Sure. Um, I don't. Uh, it's it, how well, did it I is just say it? objectively Portrait of a Lady on Fire is just objectively a better made film, right, right, right. but it's just an amazing film. So uh, yeah. in French, it's uh, Portrait de la Jeune. Oh God! See, my my French has been like it's. It, oh Dude, no. Just do it with confidence. Believe me, I pronounce it wrong as well. I forgot how to <laughs> pronounce. Um, fil, fil, oh God! Nope, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> fil, pronunciation in French. Google. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> fille, portrait de la jeune fille en feu. Beautiful. Yeah, one of those words is completely I'm wrong. I'm already aroused. Gosh, what, really? <laughs> it's a beautiful language. Schmetterling. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of like beautiful languages, everyone keeps, uh, if they talk about German, it's always Schmetterling. <laughs> right? We're all over the place again. Uh, right. Yeah, so that movie was called, say one more time, the, the Netflix film? I'm no longer here. I'm no longer here. Yeah. And will be no longer here after. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Uh, is that it? Um, I mean, I guess quick shout out to a new YouTube channel by oh. Paul Verzi. Oh, he it's like two thousand uh, subscribers by now. It's now it's like <laughs> over a week old the channel. Yeah, and it's uh, dude, I called it. Okay, which is about he invites celebrities, comedians. Like the first episode was with Bill Burr, and then with uh, Tom Green, I think his name is, and uh, Pete Davidson was in an episode recently. And it's only like between three to like seven minutes each clip. And he asks his guest, uh, "What's a thing that I have predicted before, and what is a prediction that they make for the future?" Right. Okay. And it's, yeah. it's and like a podcast format, or how? Do like they... it's like only like three to seven minutes. It's like oh, okay, very quick interview, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's kind of funny. And the thing is, we talked about Paul Verzi before. He's a great comedian yeah. that we've seen about well now three years ago, I think two three years ago, quite a long time ago. Yeah, he opened for Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah, and he's great. He uh, was really so good. So check it out. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anything else? Did you want to no, say? no, no, no. I'm sorry. I just uh... no, no. Yeah. And I, one thing that I want to talk about. I guess there's very little time now left. Yeah, I'll cut so you off in like ten seconds. Save for no, no. Go on, come on. Next week. You want to save it? Yeah, I'll save it. I'll save All right. it. All right. Um, yeah, uh, and um, I, I'm asking because I already forgot. Sorry. One more time. What was the YouTube show called? Dude, I called it. Dude, I called it. Of course. Yeah. How could right. I forget? <laughs> but that's perfect thank you now we have four things that we talked about uh, easier for You're the so cover welcome. design yeah <laughs> well four things Greyhound Netflix film and uh, Portrait and uh, right Rosen. yeah perfect perfect yeah uh, p- please I mean uh, once uh, I hope that the energy was uh, alright this episode uh, what, what I can tell you is that the movies and the especially the two picks because I, I've seen both of those things I haven't seen your two other things these yeah. are two great things 
and especially Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a film that you definitely should seek out if you haven't. Um, so please do that. And um, yeah, I think uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, once yeah. again, thank you, as always, for listening. Yeah, check us out on YouTube and Instagram. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. And on Instagram, we're Best Thing Radio, as well as on, as well as on Twitter. And on YouTube, Best Thing We've Seen podcast, or Best Thing We've Seen. Yeah. And yeah, check us out. Leave us a like or review or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, let us know what's the best thing you've seen. Uh, if you, and, and let us know if you watch any of the things that um, we discussed. We'd love to know if um, you enjoyed it. Yeah. And if you didn't, please let us know that as well. Sure, yeah. And yeah, excited for next week's episode. Maybe <laughs> we'll do a midnight special sometime again. Yeah, you want it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Got to mix up the sort of the vibes, you know? Now we have today's show and next week is going to be completely different again. Yeah, now that's like us after like five coffees, a whole lot of energy. Wow, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me shaking my leg for 40 minutes. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. Have a good Great. week. Bye. Bye-bye.